This week, Agency Unfiltered sits down with Rania Barakat, co-founder and general manager of IDS Agency. IDS Agency is an inbound marketing and sales enablement firm based in Santiago, Chile, and Diamond HubSpot partner. Rania shares how she's been able to build an effective team by finding and keeping the right hires. And she'll be the first to say they learned the hard way. We talk about how agencies can use inbound for building a candidate pipeline, how they created their culture code, what interviews at IDS look like, and then once hired, what does professional development for the team members look like? Do you need help sourcing and hiring the right talent? You're in the right place. Let's do it. Rania, hello. Thanks Hi. for joining us. Thank you, Kevin. Well, yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, happy to have you. Welcome to Unfiltered. Thank you. Um, so obviously, we were just talking about team structure, um, finding the right hires, keeping the right hires. Uh, sounds like IDS has a really strategic way of, of finding the right employees, the right fits. Um, so I'd be interested to learn more about it. Sure, I'd be happy to share that. So we learned it the hard way our <laughs> first year because we're based in Chile yeah. and my partner and I don't speak Spanish. Mm. So our method of hiring was, do you speak English? Yes, perfect, join us. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So that worked Check for... that box and you're in. Yeah, <laughs> and right, you're in, yeah. right. And we thought that was the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And then we came to our first inbound here and we were like, hmm, it needs a lot more than just yeah. English. So we realized that keeping the wrong hire in your company is actually more damaging. Sure. Because bad attitude is contagious. 100%. In the team. So we took a very, very brave decision mm. and changed our whole team Wow! overnight. <laughs> That's and not easy. No, it was super scary. Yeah. <laughs> it was very well planned though. And then we put in this new hiring process mm. where we inbound, H, inbound HR it. Yeah, nice. So what we did was we documented our cultural code mm -hmm. so that we could start pulling in the right type of people. Mm. And we focused our searches more on attitude and mindset. Yeah rather than skill set, because mm. we really believe that, um, as it says in the inbound organization book, to do inbound, you have to be inbound. Sure, yeah. And inbound is kind of a mindset, a way of life. So we look, we get onto LinkedIn, we search profiles, mm -hmm. we look for what volunteer groups they join, yeah. what companies they follow, what famous people they follow, like influencers, mm -hmm. and then we send them strategic messages. And if they catch the hook, we pass that to our HR consultant that mm. does, you know, the official thing. Sure. And then we use a lot of psychology tests and mm. a disk profiling test. Oh, yeah. We have a profile for every job description. Yeah. And we try and match them. Mm. And we have like a company wheel that has everyone in the team. Very cool. Yeah. So it fits. So that's what we follow for our hiring structure. It's worked super well the last two years, which is great. That's great. I think yeah. oftentimes, like to your point about um, like the pains of bringing in the wrong person, right? Like if there's work coming in or if you close a sale, it's like how do you balance the quality of candidates versus the urgency of needing an employee? But obviously if, if you said, as you said, bad fit, uh, bad attitude, it's contagious, right? It's contagious. And the other thing is as an agency, because we're bootstrapping it. Yeah. So it's always been, I need to hire one more person. Mm, I need to close two right. more deals. Yeah. So it's the chicken or the egg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just, it, it would be also helpful too, just context. Uh, how is the team 
grown over time since you like incorporated the new hiring model? Like, how big is the team currently? At the moment, we're 15. When we started, it was my partner and I in the living room, <laughs> and then we hired the three English-speaking people yes, yeah. for our first year. And then um, ever since then, when we changed our whole team, we went from my partner and I mm -hmm. up until 15 That's great. people. So you mentioned that, okay, if we're going to do this the right way, let's build out our culture code, our core values, and then kind of hire around that. Exactly. How do you build out a culture code? Like, how did you determine which values you wanted to prioritize? Like, how did you build that list? Well, we looked at what is scalable. So, mm -hmm. and if we're going to follow the soul for the customer, mm -hmm. that's kind of what we did. So we sat down, my partner and I, obviously we used the HubSpot one as a reference. Sure. And we looked for, we tried to document what makes you more human. Mm -hmm. So it's things like being honest, being transparent, yeah. uh, accepting failure, learning from failure. And they're all small, really obvious things, but mm -hmm. a lot of people don't take them into consideration. And so that's how we structured it, where it's mostly around the human element. Yeah. It's like bringing the human back to work. Why right. does the work environment need to be so rigid, so serious, sure, so yeah. square? Right. You know? Hey, we're all people. We're humans. Let's just act like humans. Yeah. Absolutely. Good and, humans, yeah. And we all make mistakes, and we all grow, and we all learn, and that's the way it goes. That's great. Yeah. Now, you mentioned disk profiling. Um, yeah. So there's like some psychological elements, too, to kind of like surface some of that. So do you incorporate that into the hiring process, the interview process? So are they going through like kind of like that disk, like the quiz to, to map them on the, the chart? Well, the way it works. Is so our HR consultant who does that preliminary interview mm -hmm. goes through you know skills and that sort of attitude. How do they respond? How do they answer? Yeah. And then if he approves the hire, mm -hmm. he then does the disc test for them. Gotcha. He then sends it to us and we read the disc profile. We match it to the job profile and if they match, then we go into the second round of interviews. Gotcha. So we use it as a filter actually. Oh, that's great. Because we realized you can have the right hire in the wrong seat. Sure. So yeah. they won't be productive. Yeah. Everyone loses. And sometimes too, it's tough. If you find like that A player, it's like, uh, maybe I don't have the right role for them right now, but you just want to bring that body in and try and find the, the right Try to find the sure. space for them. And because inbound is flat and there's so many touch points to get <laughs> one thing done. Yeah, sure. So there's always room for someone. So yeah. what we're doing now is anyone who joins, joins as an inbounder per se. Sure until they find their specialization. So it's the T. That's they have a Y. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they pull it down. So when you hire for attitude, kind of like core, like core competency or alignment to your values, the other half of that coin would be kind of like their skill, right? And how they yeah. are as like a marketer, digital marketer, inbound marketer, sales rep, whatever it is, right? So how do you guys, if you're hiring for attitude and like cultural alignment, how do you then put the right process in place to like train them up in inbound? We have a uh, very serious onboarding process. Okay. So when they first come in, it's uh, they have to do the inbound certification, then yeah. they do the HubSpot certification, then the inbound sales. So it's like a step process of what they go through until they find their natural calling. And what yeah. we do is we are what we like to do. <laughs> I don't know if they like it. We yeah, like yeah. it. <laughs> is we really stretch them. Yeah. So we bring them in, the first month is training, 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 yeah. training, and then month two, we just load them with a huge range of tasks. Mm. And we kind of leave them to figure it out just yeah. to see how how they respond to it mm -hmm. and how their attitude helps them get through it. Do they ask for help? Yeah. Do they say, I don't know? Yeah. You right. know, small things like that, and that helps us determine what the next step is for them. So it, would you say the onboarding program is 
two months or so, or one month of just training and full preparation. Onboarding is the one like primary task. Month two, give them a little bit of everything uh, to see how A, they respond, but also kind of where, do, where does it seem to be like a natural fit exactly. in regards to delivery? Absolutely, and then come month three, we start to experiment with them in specific <laughs> areas. So if someone comes in as an inbounder, and then after month three, we realize that they lean a little bit more onto the sales side. Yeah. So in month three, they join us, they shadow our salesperson into the meetings. And if it works, we continue to roll it out like yeah. that. So you would hate to, or like, you know, you would ideally hope this doesn't happen, but let's just say, you know, you're going through this progression, you find out this employee, because you've gone through with the English speaking folks from the beginning, like they're not a good fit. So like, how do you draw the line? Or like, where's the cutoff to say like, yeah, like this, this might not be working out. Well, ever since we changed our hiring process to this new process, yeah. we haven't actually experienced that. Now that's that great. I think yeah. about so it. Yeah, as long as you put the right processes in place. It works. Yeah, that's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Now, for the interview process itself, how formalized is that? I know some agencies are, are pretty like, hey, here are the questions we're going to ask, and here's like the worksheet we're going right. to fill their answers. Some are off the cuff. Um, where do you fall in that balance? The first interview that they do with our HR consultant is in a semi-formal environment, yeah. and then once it reaches us, we prefer the very open transparent cultural, sorry, not cultural, uh, easygoing environment. Yeah, sure. So it's more of a conversation. So I usually start the interview saying, hey, how are you? Da, da, da. Yeah. The purpose of this is for us just to have a chat, to mm -hmm. get to understand a little bit more about who you are, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. And in Chile, that's kind of like, okay, because <laughs> they usually expect that really rigid yeah, right, that, that's what their expectations answers, are. Answers, checklists, and you know, we ask them things like, you know, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do after 7 p.m.? If you buy a new laptop, what are the first five apps you'd put onto them? Love that. Nothing about inbound, yeah. you know, and usually I can see that puzzled look, but it seems to be working. Okay. That's great. And so, I mean, would you even say that that kind of line of questioning and how you just, yeah, we're a little more casual in the way we interview, is that a differentiator amongst like some of the other companies? Like, do you guys lean on that as like, hey, that you know, the selling IDS to, to these candidates? In uh, Chile or in the most of LATAM, what I've heard, I've never worked at a company yeah. in LATAM, but from what I'm hearing from my team and other people around is that because we're very casual, yeah. uh, but we work very hard, yeah. they're very happy working. And because the management style is not control, mm -hmm. it's more about growth. It's more about, I hire you because you know more than me. Mm -hmm. And that's not very common sure. in Chile. Yeah. And so when we allow them to grow in that manner and, and empower them to do it their way, mm -hmm. they stay, the retention rate is high. So with a team of 15, uh, you know, some folks that might be watching us uh, are in the same boat you are, maybe two, three, and they're trying to get like, up to 15. You mentioned that you hire for inbounder and then you try and find the right fit, the specialization. Uh, out of the team of 15, kind of how does the team structure look uh, across the board there? Right, so we have um, five inbounders mm -hmm. that stayed as inbounders. We have five journalists, okay, because just content, content, content yeah. obviously. And then we have our user experience designer, we mm. have a front-end developer, and then we have our strategist. What does the strategist do that differentiates from an inbounder? The inbounder is more the hands-on. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. and the strategist somehow falls. It's an overlap between strategy and customer success or customer sure. yep. happiness, and that's the guy or girl that goes back to bringing the customer back to the goal. 
Gotcha. You know, so when they request something, it's always how does that affect your bottom line? Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're kind of the go between uh, between the inbounder and what they're producing, the work that they're delivering, uh, and then to the client reporting results. And absolutely, like we tried the structure that the inbounder works directly with the customer, but what happens is mm. it's it's just too many things happening at right. the same time. Yeah. So we split them so everyone has space to, to enjoy the job yeah. and continue enjoying it. Now you mentioned there's one strategist, um, you're at 15, would your 16th hire be a second strategist or how, you know, where do you see growth going from here? No, I think our 16th hire would be a data analyst. Interesting. Yeah. So what would they analyze in particular? Reporting. Just reporting across the... All, reporting or, across sure. the board because like serving 18, 20 customers, it gets a bit tiring to see all of that yeah, That's data. a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, now is your agency one that uh, has their employees track time? Uh, yeah, we're using a tool that has time tracking inbuilt, but it's not time tracking uh, to measure if they're, how many hours they're working, mm. but it's more time tracking so that we can go back to our customer with accurate data saying, you know, this task takes this amount of time. Is oh. it worth it? Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So it influences like the hours put into the retainer, not necessarily the what, the, the hours spent on the employee exactly. level? Is that, yeah, gotcha. absolutely, cool. yeah. Um, I got like one or two questions sure. left for you. Sure. Um, is there any other parting words of wisdom or any other tips that you found to be effective uh, as you've been able to, to scale your team up to 15? Process, process, process. Yes. You've got to have an established process. Document everything. Yeah, right. Because a process in your head is not a process. Where do you keep all of your processes? Knowledge base. Knowledge base? That's great. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. Now, this is my last question. Uh, I ask all my guests this. Sure. What would you say thus far has been the weirdest part of agency life? I think it's um, in one day dealing with so many different industries sure. and so many different personalities. Yeah. So like when we started, we were you know working with small to medium companies. Now we're working with big enterprise companies. So you're dealing with... CEOs down to scrum masters and, yeah. and, and all of that is overwhelming because you're, you keep saying the same thing over and over to different people, yeah. but it's essentially the same thing. And so you realize that this whole hierarchical structure is just void. It's space. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what it's I mean? It's a great answer. Yeah, yeah. I think to go back like, all the different industries you work with, like you just start to uh, gain like miscellaneous information about the most random industries and businesses. Absolutely. You know? and you're like, oh wow, okay. We have a very interesting uh, customer <laughs> that works in a very in interesting, I personally learned a lot. It was, I don't know if I should say this on camera, it's penis reconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So when, you're dealing, marketing. <laughs> so when you're dealing with that content, a lot of visuals, it's like, okay. Wow, so Super yeah, I think that absolutely fits the bill for an answer to that question. Uh, well, Ryan, thank you so much oh, for being pleasure. on. Yeah, it's been great having you. And you uh, next time we'll catch you guys. Uh, it's been another Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.